Hello friends, and welcome to this weird episode of Win Stupid Prizes, rather than your regular episode. It's weird because I'm here, I'm Eddie, and Alex is here. Say hello, Alex. Yeah, I'm weird now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, quick explainer, this is going to be very different from your regular episodes because uh, Christmas schedules have happened and we haven't been able to get enough people in, in one place, so we're doing a like behind the scenesy retrospectivey sort of look at win stupid prizes because we've been doing this for something like 2 years now i know it doesn't feel that long because you've probably joined in late and there's only one episode a month but it has been 2 plus years time is fake time is not real actually when did episode 1 come out episode 1 came out like way before episode 2 because we were getting i was getting used to the whole system and September 2020 was episode one, and then the next one didn't come out until April, like a full six months later. Good work, me. Well, you started a podcast. <laughs> you got us wrangled together and said we should make things, and then we made things. So I think, <laughs> yes, congratulations. Well done, you. Even if it took, like, three months to get the first one out. Yeah, I'm mean, like, I'm pleased with how things are going now. Like, after episode two came out, I have hit every month since then. Yeah, and that's no mean feat. And we're, we're making sure that we're doing this one so that we don't miss a month. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't want to miss a month. And I mean, in, the, in between episodes one and episode two, I did do the Roll for Improv series as well. I think that came out. Yeah, that released in March. So yeah, I did do that before episode two. Yeah, Rock Ro- and Prof was like one of our things that we thought, oh yeah, we can do an actual play podcast and a comedy podcast and potentially a second actual play podcast and streaming. <laughs> I think we were a little bit too ambitious. We wanted to write weekly articles as well. So yeah, I think we've cut back on the kind of the amount of stuff we can do because we started this during the pandemic and everyone had loads of free time and now we just have a regular amount of free time. Yeah, we shot for the moon and had to scale our ambitions backwards. <laughs> yeah, but I think Win Stupid Prizes is the thing that we do that we are consistently the most proud of and we think that it's the best and the most polished thing so yeah it's good to get them out thank you i know you guys say that a lot and i I still struggle to accept the compliments but i do appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) yeah well streaming you just you can join a stream and if you're having an off day you just don't talk as much and (laughs) you still have like a fairly good time and we might get a few people coming in but like Win Stupid Prizes, you bring your own game and you are funny. That's, and that's not the royal you, that's like all yous. Like everyone who does it, I think, is on that boat. Yeah, I mean, the streaming still had like a lot of upfront work to get set up, but now we know what we're doing with it. It's a little bit easier to just be like, pick a game, make sure it works properly, make sure nothing's broken in the interim, <laughs> off your pop for the next couple of hours. Yeah, and there were some streams where make sure nothing's broken in the interim was a thing that I didn't realise that I actually had to do. So we've got better at that as well. I still cock up the uh, mute every now and then. <laughs> every now and then we, we mess up, but that's how to be a professional streamer. How to be... And luckily with a podcast, we can edit it so that if we do mess up... Oh, you don't hear the mess up bits. What was our m- worst mess up, actually? Oh man, what would be our absolute worst mess up? The occasional time that people record on the wrong microphone and I have to use the backups is <laughs> not great. <laughs> That's a pretty bad mess up. <laughs> it, happen- it happens much less these days, but it does still happen occasionally. But we have got the backup that we use, the little Craig bot that sits in chat with us. Say hello, Craig. Oh, you can't roast it. Ha you're not on the call. Oh, you are on the call, but you're not on the well, recording. Literally is in the call. Doesn't have a voice. No, it literally does have a voice. It says now recording before we start. It does just say now recording. Sure that doesn't, that... I don't have a track for Craig, though, so I couldn't put it into the, uh, the episode if I wanted to. Yeah. I don't know what our what our worst mess up would be. There are probably some jokes that have had to have been cut for various reasons, but like... Even then, I, I don't really remember them very well, and 
even if I did, I couldn't repeat them for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we so, mostly know when we're telling a joke and other people's reactions are, ooh, maybe we shouldn't put that in the recording. Yeah, I think like 99% of the time after it's said, the person who said it goes, actually, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a big strength of having an edited podcast because you can say what comes out of your brain and then if it doesn't actually make sense, we can either redo the line or we can say no actually let's do something differently yeah and hopefully no one's like messed up and it's actually gone into a recording because i think we are pretty good at catching those and yeah i mean i tend to send the file out to you guys before i publish it like sometimes only a few days usually i try and aim for at least a week but yeah so you guys get a listen to it and like every now and then there's a little bit that you're like oh actually i'm not sure that that should be in or actually i'm not sure i want to mention this or whatever it is it's, it's relatively infrequent but it's a good safe net to have yeah they're normally relatively minor things like oh, yeah. at that point it's like if the episode was released with this in i'm not gonna like be cancelled on twitter uh, you can cancel <laughs> me on twitter at, at ransom i think it's actually at ransom time you can cancel me on twitter uh, if you really want to oh the self-plug love it <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't we don't really say things that would be like that bad i think no i, I think i like to think we're all pretty reasonable people and so i don't think we really say stuff very often if ever that's like oh no <laughs> we should stop being friends <laughs> yes i think we should stop being friends if that was the case <laughs> yeah precisely right yeah that's the real reason we're doing this two-person episode is because everyone else has been <laughs> said something so outrageous yeah yeah everyone is cancelled now we're actually holding new additions for new friends uh so if you like that please tweet at me and uh, add us on twitter at hexagon on twitter if you want to come on the show <laughs> There's absolutely no waitlist. So that's that's actually quite an interesting thing. Like, we started this as a group of... How many was it originally? It was seven? Arguably, you could say there have been ten people who have been, like, kind of involved over the course of its life with Hexagorgon. Yeah. I would say that there's, like, yeah, probably, like, seven, maybe eight people who have been, like strongly involved at various stages yeah i think in theory i think in theory there are 10 and we don't want to count them off screen but you'll know them if you're a true fan the real fans will know uh, the real fans might be in them a couple of them haven't appeared in anything public facing yes for their own reasons which is totally fine yeah that's fine like we started this saying we can do what we want if you want to do stuff you can do stuff if you don't want to do stuff then cool that's fine yeah pretty much some people have stepped out some people have just like not at the time and you know that's fine it's yeah not disparaging anyone obviously and if they want to come back the door's still open the door is still open we don't have like a massive you're kicked out if you do this i'm not even sure we can afford a door to be honest no <laughs> yeah i mean we've got enough twitch like money that we could probably oh, through i probably could how buy much is a door, door. <laughs> how much can we afford to buy a door Based on our earnings so far. I'm going to Google the word door and see what comes up. This is the real win, stupid crisis. Can we afford a door? I actually need to put buy door rather than just, uh, yeah, Wix seems like a reasonable, uh, I don't care, any door, literally any door. <laughs> All right, if you want a nice, like, oak style door, we're looking at like £100, so... If I hadn't made one purchase already, we could afford a door. Ah, uh, we could have afford- afforded a door to show someone. Ah, uh, you can get, like, a cheap white plastic door for, like, 30, 40 quid, so... We could still get one door. It would be a cheap door, but it would be a door. And, you know, if that ain't a stupid prize, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Welcome to win stupid prizes where we spend our budget on a door. I think the only prize we've actively, like, had to buy 
Oh, no, there are a couple of them. The, the bag of sad forever zone ones probably the biggest expense because uh, Bear was like, I'm going to buy a bag of sand. <laughs> <laughs> the lobster flip-flops have actually saved me or cursed me, depending on. Because there was this time uh, where I managed to get myself locked out of my apartment. Oh, my God. Because um, the door handle fell off. That was an outrageous day. And I was wearing the lobster flip-flops when I did this. So thank you, lobster flip-flops. You saved my feet whilst I waited for my landlord to not get to locksmith for a day and having to book a hotel wearing lobster flip-flops that was a that was an outrageous day i remember like just seeing the like pictures from that and getting updates every couple of hours and being like oh my word what are you why how oh no oh my poor baby <laughs> that, that was a day there is a handful of prizes we have actually bought not not many most of them tend to be things that we have lying around or ideas that we have that will get purchased if required <laughs> yes yeah future future purchases I, I never bought the football stickers there's a there's your secret oh no i can't believe yeah they were like a pound or something anyway so unless they become super rare and valuable in which case we'll have to spend more on them yeah you've, you've given you labeled them a very specific brand of sticker so we have to buy those exact ones it does have to be those ones maybe i should buy them before they become collectors or something maybe we bought the cars 2 dvd um we have not bought that episode will be out by now it's still it's in review at the moment, the Christmas episode, but the prize from that is a Donner kebab, and that will get bought at some point, probably. Actually, spoilers for this episode, <laughs> the one before this one, if we ever meet Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we do in fact have to buy him a Donner kebab. <laughs> I think that's probably fine. I think he'll be very confused by it, but, you know, if you hand a celebrity a Donner kebab, what are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Assuming you can get close enough to hand them a doner kebab. Yeah, you probably have to give his security guy, like, the doner kebab, or I don't know. I think if you handed them food from nothing, they would just throw it away or not accept it in some capacity. But I think if you bought it from somewhere, like, with them around, so they could see you buy it, they'd be like, oh, you've just bought this. Yeah. So you've not done anything dodgy to it. Whether The Rock would want to eat a doner kebab on his strict training diet. I mean, it's a doner kebab. I mean, <laughs> you know, everyone's got a cheat day. <laughs> but I I think that brings us into how do we record these because you mentioned that this is being recorded whilst the last one's out so how do we record these episodes so that we get them out every month in advance wow <laughs> great thank you thank you for listening to behind the scenes of win stupid prizes i've been alex um yeah i mean we've been getting better at doing them ahead of time because there was a period where i was working like right up to the wire like i was setting the review out like 24 hours before the episode was meant to go live and i was like this is not sustainable um, and it was purely because I wasn't planning the next episode until I had finished with the previous episode, which is not the way to organize your time in case you need that tip. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now like I try and get the recordings done. Well, I'm trying to work on a four week schedule so that every month that is 30 or 31 days buys me a few days sort of thing, because that seems to be a reasonable amount of time to get people together on. Yeah. So yeah, we try and record them every four weeks. I think there was a couple of times we did it with a three-week gap, but I try not to let it slip more than four weeks so that we're only ever gaining time, which is why this one has had to happen, because otherwise we would have lost time and I was not okay with that. No, yeah, we don't want to lose time because we've been slowly building you up a little bit of breathing room so that, <laughs> I don't know, suddenly no one wants to show up because Christmas happens. And then Christmas came along and was like, hey, you see that breathing room? Smash that! <laughs> 
so yeah, thank you for being here, Alex. You've saved you've saved me potentially some buffer time. Much appreciated. And we've kind of got some buffer time on the next episode because we've got conversations in place. We've got ideas flowing. Yeah. Because one thing that you announce the episode title or we have a discussion about the episode title, it's not normally Eddie goes from beyond high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the episode title. And then we have ideas. So how you used to do it is we didn't tell each other the ideas. Right at the start, we um basically just winged it. We came up with ideas by ourselves. Like we we picked the question, went away, came up with our ideas, and then just brought them to the episode live. Yeah. But as we are not trained improvisers, that proved <laughs> to be a little bit more difficult than we would like. And so at some point we started giving each other our answers ahead of time. And so we don't have like a big old discussion about what the, we don't. This isn't scripted or anything. This is all still like basically improvised. We just know what the answers are ahead of time so that everyone has a couple of ideas and points to bring up around each answer. Yeah. So that there is a conversation rather than an awkward pause where someone goes, I was really hoping someone else had something to say here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really does help with the flow because otherwise you can be like, oh, he just said that. I have no idea, like, and the, your brain starts spinning and coming up with ideas, but it's much easier for your brain to have already done that spinning in the background whilst you're not thinking about it, even if you don't consciously, like, I don't think I've ever, like, consciously thought, oh, Bear's bringing that, so I better think about this. Yeah, exactly, but just knowing it is means, like, in the background, sometimes you'll come up with something and be like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll store that away for, for the episode or whatever. Yeah. It also means that, like, if someone wants to bring an answer that no one, like, it's helpful for at least one, I did everyone knows about every answer that's brought but if nobody knows about an answer that's brought that tends to kill the conversation yes and so sharing answers ahead of time and being like none of us know about this as good an answer as you think it is i'm sorry we just cannot bring it to the table because it's there's just not going to be any content there yeah yeah um which i think if you listen back to some of the older episodes you will hear a couple of them that it's like oh these guys don't really know what to say here do they <laughs> they're just sort of floundering a little bit <laughs> we, we've got a lot better at that so yeah it depends on the question as well to be fair like yeah i think it was some of the ones like paul brought up honey pop or something and we all just went on the wiki to look it up because none of us knew anything about it <laughs> which is a funny episode in itself <laughs> just be like well i mean i guess i'll just go to wikipedia <laughs> yeah but i think the things i just found out on the wiki is funny for a five minute bit but it's not funny for an entire episode yeah so yeah you have to be very careful about that like the recent actor one we struggled a little bit with that in that we ended up just like going to their filmography and just listing films for a little while yeah and that that was a little bit of a tricky one to cut the episode around to keep it as an interesting conversation rather than just let's list films and make jokes about the <laughs> film names yeah which it did divulge into a, a couple of times Hopefully it doesn't come across too much. Yeah, I think we had we had enough content there, but it felt like, oh, the content is buzzing around the film names, not necessarily a structured, this is the story, because it's quite hard to actually get a structured story out of that one. Yeah, I think that's also an interesting question from the point of view is the correct, well, I mean, to be fair, like, almost every actor is arguably in contention for having a super weird life. There's a few that aren't, but most of them could qualify for that. And so picking, like, the most weird life actor isn't necessarily a useful answer because people don't necessarily know about all their films. Um, I'm trying to think of examples, like... I mean, in the episode, so, like, Bear brought Jack Black to the table, which I think is actually a good answer, even though he doesn't, like, a lot of his films are kind of the same, he's kind of just playing Jack Black most of the time. 
But all of us knew who Jack Black was. We have a good idea of his personality. We've all seen at least some of his films. So that was a good answer to bring from the point of view as we could have a conversation about it. Yeah, and I think some of them were less so. I can't think of an idea off the top of my head. I, mean, I would say that I brought Kira Knightley and I think actually in hindsight that wasn't that good an answer because my entire point there was here's four films I don't know how to connect, which might have been fine had we just stuck to that. Yeah. But I hadn't seen all four of those films, so <laughs> it wasn't even that good an answer for me. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to rely on bear who's obviously seen every film except one yeah that's it's inappropriate how many times that that has had an exception now i don't know what you're talking about bear's seen every film bar one (laughs) (laughs) to sponsor this episode get in touch on social media or insert business email here now you may know that we stream magic the gathering every thursday on twitch.tv slash hexagorgon live but did you know that we also stream on alternating Mondays and Wednesdays? Mondays we've themed as Mystery Mondays, where we play a game that is loosely to do with some sort of mystery, such as Ocarina of Time, a mystery about time, or Outer Wilds, a mystery about space. Wednesdays, I have dubbed Wacky Wednesdays, but we don't really have a theme for. We just play whatever wild game tickles our fancy for a few weeks, such as Night in the Woods, where we voiced every character, or Life is Strange, where every character voices themselves. So each week, you'll get a stream on either Monday or Wednesday, and always a magic stream on Thursday. We start at 8pm UK time, which is approximately 5 hours ahead of Eastern time. It's a fun space, we have a good time. If you follow us, you get some free emotes. Come and join in. We will see you there. Oh wait, yeah, back to the episode. I gotta remember to say that. I do like some of our running jokes. I like that we've... Obviously, the person that you bring to a podcast is slightly different from the person you really are, because you're trying to be more... Uh, like, just a bigger version of yourself is what you're, what you're trying to do. Like, I'm not a very aggressive person in real life, but <laughs> the running joke that I will fight anything is very amusing to me. <laughs> because sometimes I bring answers they don't work out, and so I'm just like, all right, I'll just fight it, see if that works, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's good that we've got, like, because we're friends beforehand, we have running jokes already. Yes. We don't really want to just use those without really explaining the context. So I'm glad that we've kind of developed our own running jokes just for the podcast. Yeah. Instead of just recycling the old ones. Yeah. I, mean, I do enjoy, like, I think your running joke that makes me laugh the most is the I would simply not. <laughs> it, like, it has such a danger to just shut down an episode. Yeah. But because it's come up enough times in enough funny scenarios that now we can, like, riff on that anyway like we can riff on the concept of it and so it's it's become a great answer <laughs> just like i just wouldn't <laughs> it's like oh okay you're doing this again how does that solve anything <laughs> i didn't even realize i was doing this until i started getting ripped apart for it i was just like okay sure i'll lean into this this will be good i will simply not go to the shining and be murdered by a hotel <laughs> I mean, yeah i would simply not bring a small child there and it was like well it's kind of the plot, though. I mean, <laughs> can you really not bring a small child there? <laughs> and yeah, Jamie likes to bring villains. I think Jamie just likes to do that anyway, though. I think that's just Jamie for you. Yeah, I think that's just a Jamie thing, but um, <laughs> brings it to the podcast table quite well, so that's quite nice. Yeah, desperately trying not to make shouting over Paul a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> Happened twice now. Uh, and as funny as it was both times, I don't want Paul to only ever get half as many answers as everybody else's at the top. <laughs> that would be very cruel. It would be. But Paul does like his, like, he's done it a couple of times where he's just like, do something stupid, one-off, like, um, 
put vision in the sun i think is a great yes. early episode one for just like <laughs> just coming straight coming hard and immediately loud <laughs> that's it that's the plan and then okay well what yeah <laughs> what do you mean put vision in the sun explain <laughs> <laughs> uh nuke lab land also came up briefly at the end of the last episode which um didn't quite get the same attention that put vision in the sun did but was also funny as just like uh you know what screw this nukes <laughs> <laughs> well it's how they ended aliens right <laughs> i guess so well it was how they tried to end aliens yeah okay yeah fair fair <laughs> in terms of episodes what would you say is your favorite episode oh wow i feel like every time a new episode comes out it feels like it's my favorite episode that's that's a good thing to have i think I do feel like we are we are getting better at this. I've been doing a thing for quite a little while now, but I've been giving out notes at the end of episodes to be like, hey, here's what you can improve, here's what you are doing well, here's things that you are improving, here's things you can still be improving, sort of thing. And I am very impressed by everyone's capacity to take that on board, and the episodes have, from my perspective, very clearly been improving as a result of that. Yeah, they definitely feel like they're improving, and I'm, I'm getting better, so hopefully the audience agrees. <laughs> I hope so. And I do think that also, yeah, makes me feel like each new episode that comes out i'm like i think this might be the best one we've done so far so i would say it i mean it also helps that it's the one i listened to most recently yeah but i think i would say the most recent episode which right now is how would you stop santa claus i think that probably is my favorite episode at the moment but that may be recency bias <laughs> it may be that we're just getting better like it's hard to say yeah i'm trying to think if i went really far back if there's one that like stands out to me I remember the the How Would You Stop Thanos episode fondly, just because it was one of the first times that I felt like things clicked in a really interesting way, and like there weren't many pauses that we needed to figure out what the next step of the conversation was. It just kind of kept moving, and like again, that's only episode four, so we only had done three episodes at that point. But all those felt a bit more like we were still trying to figure out what a podcast was, yeah, from a recording point of view. And so I, I remember that one fondly as like a oh this is we're getting it this is gonna this is a thing we do, we, yeah so that <laughs> what that one weirdly to me feels like it was a later episode than episode four and I'm actually quite surprised I know right but yeah we got in our groove fairly nicely then I think yeah again they're, they're, they're all, always there are like ups and downs and ones that are more memorable and so on but there's very few in there that like I don't remember fondly. I mean, the only reason that I don't remember the Smash Bros. episode funnily is because it was a four-hour recording. Oh, no. No, I think the Smash Bros. episode was, in hindsight, a good learning experience. Yeah, it was. It was. And I, um, it was the first time that I really, like, rushed to the editing. Yeah. Because it was just, like, I just couldn't be bought. It was such a, such a chunky conversation. And, like, yeah, I learned a lot about, like, asking the questions about how to move people along, how to edit things a bit more efficiently. It was a great episode for learning, but the actual episode itself, I'm like, I... In hindsight, I would have not have done this. No, we, we would have done something different. <laughs> I would have just been like, who would have won the original Super Smash Brothers, not yeah, Ultimate? Not Ultimate plus... It would have been like the original cast of 12, however many it was. <laughs> Don't tackle 80 characters, yeah. tackle 12. That would take one hour rather than the four hours it took us. My God. No, and there's <laughs> just there was just not enough time to talk about the thing. I mean, you'll hear me later on, like, after we get to, like, the two, three-hour point, there are some that I'm just like... All right, this character gets thrown in the bin for this one like reason or whatever. I think at some point I'm like, all right, I'm done with anime bullshit. <laughs> this Fire Emblem character is just getting thrown in the bin, even though it would probably win. It's in the bin. <laughs> yeah, I think you, the time travel came up, and I was just like, this is gonna take too long. Bin it. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun conversation. It just like it just wasn't a fun editing process more than anything else. I think my two favorites are the ones that I kind of pitched 
So the football balance patch and the Kingdom Hearts episodes, uh, I think they were just they started off as like zany ideas in my head. Or can I get on Kingdom Hearts bullshit in this show, please? And they worked out well. It comes up occasionally how much you love Kingdom Hearts, but then like the idea for that episode came in, and it was like, all right, we got to do it. It's a good, it's a good question. We got to do it. It's, it is. It's a stupid question for a stupid series. It's a good question. It's about time Alex judged one. So um, all right, here we go. Yeah. The football balance patch was a really good idea, and we're like, we want to do more balance patch ones in the future. We've just got to be careful for like not treading on other people's toes, I guess, because I know there's a at least a podcast that has done it for chess. I think uh, there was a loading ready run series uh, sketch that did chess. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Like there are a lot of so I, I listen to a couple of podcasts that do, have a very similar idea behind this, and they they do it differently. So I don't feel like we're treading on their toes too much. But there are times when I'm like, I don't want to ask this question because I've listened to an episode that is too close to it already, and I don't want to just make the same jokes. That's fair. I think the other thing is that we don't listen to these things, so you're the only one that would really know what the jokes are. Yeah, I I tend to try and, like, rephrase the question sort of thing. But yeah, you don't want to just be cribbing off other people. We want want to be making our own own jokes, Mm. if we can. I actually feel like How Would You Stop Santa might be one that's come up before, like, on the podcast that I listen to, but it's... I've been listening for a couple of years, so it's probably long enough ago that I don't really remember it. And that's... I think that's another important factor. Like, occasionally there are times when it's like, oh, I've listened to an episode like this recently so i don't want to do it myself now i want to forget have enough time to forget about it to yeah to make sure i'm not just ribbing on people uh, like you know copying ideas or whatever not not too often though but yeah i think like the zombie apocalypse one's not a bad example of that because swapping it to what team would help you survive a zombie apocalypse rather than just how would you survive a zombie apocalypse i think adds our own spin on that brings in the pop culture element that we love yeah i think it hits the audience that we are trying to hit we haven't done any market research by the way so if you are in our audience and you're like we hate all of this then let us know we'll change everything because of you if you are our target demographic and you hate it please let me know (laughs) (laughs) i don't get that much feedback (laughs) do you get any listener fan mail kind of feedback stuff not really very occasionally and few and far between i've had like i don't know three comments ever something like that very few i mean obviously you guys have a listener normally have something to say but yeah in terms of actual like anonymous feedback so to speak yeah. like from people that i don't know yeah like maybe two comments very few. yeah we've got friends that listen as well and hi friends you listen you're great and they often give us feedback because they are friends but um yeah it's it's hard to get like i've never written into a podcast i listen to so uh, i i get it I completely get it. So. Yeah, no, that's true. I've commented on a couple on like Patreon or whatever, but I don't comment on every episode. I comment occasionally when I'm like, I've spotted something that I don't think most people will, and I'm going to make a comment about that. Yeah. <laughs> Normally editing things. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a really like, I was so off topic, it's not even worth going into, but like one of the comments that I remember making recently was just like, there was a, a piece of music came in at such a time and in such a way that like really shift the mood in a really fun way. And I was like, I don't think most people will spot that because it comes in as actions happening and so Mm. after the sentence is done the track has changed and you don't necessarily notice when it changes and i was like that's a really impressive piece of editing just that the timing on that is really well done yeah we don't do that ourselves but yeah that's that's something i like about podcasts that have their own original music is yeah sometimes that music is hits just right so yeah i put put music into like roll for improv but then that was um again probably more effort than it was worth to be honest like going back to the rpg series stuff it was definitely fun to do and it was an interesting learning experience but it was also obvious how much more attention it required yeah to like make something good out of like you need more time to plan it because you have to do an rpg essentially 
it needs more time in the editing, at the very least because you're doing music, but mostly because it's supposed to be a coherent piece of narration. And so whereas in Winter Super Prizes, a lot of it is moves from bit to bit, and so if a bit isn't quite good enough, I can just cut that entire bit and the conversation probably still works. You can't do that in an RPG podcast, because if you miss out a whole scene, unless it was a completely irrelevant scene, you've missed out an important bit of the uh, journey. The plot, sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah, the plot. <laughs> and they could reference back at any point and go, oh yeah, remember when we met that NPC? Yeah, right. No, the audience does not. But yeah, you can. It is definitely a thing that I like listening to is RPG podcasts. But oh, I love yeah, it. They are incredibly hard to make. When they're well done, they're absolutely phenomenal. Some of the best podcasts out there. But you need the time and the resources to do it properly. Yeah, and you probably can do it less properly. But I think that requires um, a level of planning and rapport between the like players and GM that is difficult to get right, sort of thing. Yeah, I think some people do it as a stream and then you're kind of, because it's a live environment, you're kind of more accepting of those mistakes. Yeah, that's true. Than if you're releasing it as this is an edited version of that. I think you need like a real improv level of understanding between people. You need to understand how they are going to respond to things before they've even responded to them. Yeah. Or even if you're not like, not going to get the exact way they do it, but you're going to have an idea of like, I know they're going to do something crazy here uh, so I can prepare myself for that. Yes. And also either divert side topics or have them at specified breakpoints so that you can just easily go, okay, we've done the chatting to people, now we are doing the RPG. And I know with our RPGs, uh, the RPGs I play, we often spend about an hour chatting and then we do some RPG and then we spend about half an hour chatting and then we do some RPG. Right, right, and yeah. so, yeah, it's it's kind of like a very different dynamic RPGing with friends. Yeah, like most people have a good rapport with the people that they are in role-playing campaigns or whatever with but translating that into a performance is very different. Yeah. And even if you are used to performing and, you know, are good friends and stuff, that doesn't mean that that necessarily translates into a performed, yeah, RPG, podcast, live stream, whatever format sort of thing. I think a lot of the good ones you will see have professional improvisers who either become or happen to be friends. Yes. As much as I love you guys and love role-playing with you guys, <laughs> we're just not quite the right people to do that, I think. Yet. And I, I don't think that the role-playing games that I play with my friends are going to be the ones that I want to be broadcasting. Yeah, no, exactly. Because, yeah, I'm not thinking about an audience's reaction. I'm thinking about, hey, I'm going to play this cool character and chill out with my friends on a Tuesday afternoon. So, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, for sure. If you could go back in time. <laughs> back in time. <laughs> back in time, two and a half years to when we started this, and you said, hey, Eddie, you're going to edit these. Do you have, like, a tip or two that you'd give yourself? Hmm. How do I phrase this? Um, it doesn't need as much editing as you think it does. Yeah, I think that was a thing that you learned and you were like, oh, I've been doing all this editing and really 70% of it is listenable. Yeah. I just need to do the touch-ups. Well, it's like, yeah, when I first did it, it was like every sentence I was cutting out ums and ahs and I was like timing every like gap between people pausing. I was like timing to exact numbers and you don't don't need any of that. Like you will, if you go listen back to the older episodes, like episode one, well, episode one's not a great example because I just moved all of the start of speeches to the next stop, to the previous stop of speech. So there's like no pauses for breath between people talking. There's no natural pause as someone responds. Conversation just happens at a constant speed. And there's like, yeah, there's no gaps between people talking as well. So that was like my big lesson from episode one. Like, I think I'm 
I like to think I'm pretty okay at comic timing, <laughs> but other than that, like, in terms of regular speech timing, I have had to learn that, <laughs> because I just ignored it for episode one. Yeah, I ran into similar things when we were doing that portal let's play that we did at the start. Yeah. A lot of that editing was a slog of cutting out silences and getting the edit right, and that felt like I just couldn't do it. I just was like, no, this is boring, and it's not fun for me. <laughs> so I eventually got that Let's Play series out, but I didn't feel super proud of it. Uh, fair enough. I mean, it was a good time. I enjoyed watching it back. Yeah, it was a good time recording it, and I think if we did it as a stream, it would have been great. It was just like, I didn't want to do it a fully polished edit, uh, and right, I think that that was the mistake that we did. I understand. I think that um, a lot of the biggest problems in editing actually need to be solved during the recording. Yes. Which is a difficult thing to get right, and I think that only really comes with practice a lot of the time. Well, I mean, some of them are things like, check that your microphone is recording to sensible levels, get a good microphone, try and make your room as soundproof as possible, things like that, which, like, we only have limited capacity to do as individuals, depending on your budget. Yeah. But then, things like the way conversation flows, the pauses in speech, the ums and ahs, crosstalk's a really big one. That's probably what I spend most of my time fixing now. Mm. Like, you go back, if you listen to, like, some of the older episodes and stuff, um, the example I will give is Paul, because I used to cut out, like, every one of Paul's stutters. Whereas now, if they're egregious, yeah, I'll cut some of them out, but normally I'll, I'll leave, like, the first and last one because those are quite easy. Like, those are hard to splice onto anything else, but all the middle ones are very easy to cut out. Yeah. And so that's what I'll do with it. I'll be like, cool, these middle stutters aren't needed because there's a there's normally a hard stop in the way that people stutter, but the start and the end one I might flow into a word at either end, so those ones stay in. So there's a little bit of stuttering in there, but not too much. And it sounds like poor talking to me anyway, so it's not gonna... Yeah, right. People um and are in conversation, people stutter. A lot of pauses in conversation are there for a reason, and it's okay to leave a lot of that in. Sometimes you want to change it. As a comedy podcast, I want to get the comedic timing right, and so there are times when there's like a full five second pause between someone figuring out what punchline they're going for, and it doesn't need to be that long, it needs to be like a second. And so that, that gets trimmed out and things like that. Yeah. And we can do things like retake lines or stop, give you a hard pause and then say the thing again. <laughs> we can. Again, that's another interesting one that I've had pointed out to me is like the, just get it right, idiots. Is yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I would simply <laughs> get it right. <laughs> yeah. I work in a podcasting company now, which is really cool. But uh, our editor is like, if someone says something that they don't want in the episode, his, his response is, don't say things you're not comfortable saying. I felt like most of the time we like will say, oh, we should probably not include that in the episode during the episode. And that's like, cool, stop, start, easy, done sort of thing. It's when you get an email like a week later being like, oh, by the way, could you take my surname out? It's like, why did you tell us your surname if you didn't want it in the episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we know because we've been on the internet for so long. We know as much information as we want to give out on the internet and then we don't say the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea, right? I think something I would also have looked into earlier if I had known about it was the pre-built effects that I use to like clean up the audio initially. Mm. I, I, I won't go into the details of them because you can like find them out, but I can give you a list very quickly if you would like. Um, so the first thing I do before I start, I, I try to do this later on, but it caused different problems. So it's always the first thing I do now. I just do like a noise reduction, a de-esser, noise gate, a limiter, a compressor, and then uh, loudness normalization later on. That's like the last thing I do. That's like after the episode's done, loudness normalization comes in just to make everything about the same volume. Um, yeah, those are things I do. Look into what they do if you are looking at editing. They are things that will just make everything sound kind of the same. Like, 
obviously people have got different microphones. If you're recording in different places, like we record remotely, if you're recording remotely, it's not going to sound exactly the same, but it's going to get everything to roughly the same volume, going to get rid of most of your background noise and things like that, and just make the whole thing a lot easier to work with. Yeah. And I picked up on those as I went through, like I probably started with just noise reduction and then gradually picked them up as I like learned about them. Would learn about those six, basically. (laughs) There are probably more out there that I'm yet to discover. Maybe I don't use some of those ones correctly, but they seem to do pretty well. And then we can't really do much about it, but try not to record when there's trains going, but three of us (laughs) live near a train line, so that's pretty impossible. That is funny. I mean, like, you guys are getting better at noticing when a train is nearby, stopping and starting your centres again, and that is very helpful. Yeah. The the most annoying thing about trains is when um, the, the noise starts picking up on the microphone after you've started to talking and finishes before you stop talking because <laughs> if there's a little bit of it when you're not talking i can kind of like you can use noise reduction to get rid of that mostly when it only exists while you are talking it is a nightmare to deal with <laughs> and often just gets cut <laughs> yeah murdered by a train that joke it's like wow this is a great sentence but it's just not worth dealing with <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it too much. It's also part of the editing advice. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, we improve and the next one will be better. Hopefully we don't do too offensive an audio editing job that people <laughs> are like, oh, I hate this, I'm not going to listen to it. Because there are definitely some podcasts where I've gone, oh, the audio is not good here and it's just taking me out. Yeah, and part of that is how, how it's recorded a lot of the time. Yeah. Some people just don't record very well and there's not a lot you can do about that. No. Good audio is important, and I think we've got better at that and making yeah. sure that that's, that's good. You'll definitely hear some of our episodes where, like, you can tell someone's not on the expected microphone or whatever, or someone's upgraded their microphone since, and so it doesn't sound as good. And that's just, like, yeah. that's just what it sounds like. I can't I can't magically make things sound... <laughs> you can't make things sound better than the microphones they were recorded on, actually. Right. There, there is a reason that microphones range from, like, a tenner to several hundred pounds. Yes. It's because they are really good and they make the audio sound good in a way that software can't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't need a lot of money to get started, though. Most of our stuff we were working on for free. The software I use is all free. All the distribution stuff happens for free. It's only the microphones that really cost anything. Yeah. And even then, I think most of ours cost in the range of, like, 50 quid. So it's not a huge cost. Yeah, it's not too bad. If you want to take a proper, like, professional seriously, you do need to spend, like, a few hundred quid. But that's, like, proper professional, I'm going to sound so crispy every time, baby. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to. I think people are, they're not going to expect radio quality from podcasts. Oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll stop editing them. <laughs> well, okay. And that was, that was this episode of um, Wind Secret Editing Tricks. Oops, put this out unedited, my bad. Oh, you can hear all the times where I've bumped my desk. <laughs> all the creaks on my chair. God damn, I hate how much this chair creaks. Listen out for that in the edits. Um, any final thoughts or questions before we actually wrap this up? I think that's been a good conversation. Hopefully people like it as, at least as much as half an episode of Win Stupid Prizes. <laughs> because you're not getting anything else this year. <laughs> this year? Oh my word. you're not getting anything else this month. Yeah. No, normal service will resume from next month. Yeah. I think this is the January episode. So from February, things will go back to normal. Yeah. Sorry, it's a bit weird, but that's just how schedules work. And I'm more keen to keep it up consistently than I am worried about the specifics of what we do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think consistency is an important thing in podcasts. Yeah, right. I'm also I want everything. I'm not going to pile an episode if it's garbage. Don't get me wrong, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, next time you hear one of these, it's because something garbage has happened in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Alex, we gotta we gotta uh, record another. Don't worry about it. But um, don't worry about it. <laughs> it turns out nobody was recording. <laughs> it turns out there was a racist bloke outside everyone's windows, just shouting, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly yelling slurs into the window, like he knew we were recording <laughs> but no one could hear it but it's really apparent on the edit i don't know how he got into my garden because my window points at the back garden i don't know how he got there but he did it oh dear all right let's wrap this up i don't know how much of this is usable content but hopefully enough <laughs> thanks for listening if you want to keep up to date with everything we do you can follow us on twitter or on facebook and if you'd like to support us financially, you could send us a one-time donation on Ko-Fi, sign up for monthly donations on Patreon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll see us. Well, not see, exactly. Ah, you get the idea. <laughs>